welcome to podcast number one. In today's podcast, we will be going through Hebrews chapter one and setting the scene for continuing through the rest of the book of Hebrews in succession. In the next podcasts, we'll endeavor to do maybe a chapter at a time, if possible. In my mind, Hebrews is a book about Jesus Christ, his mission on earth, and how his calling, mission, and sacrifice benefits the human condition. The authorship of the book of Hebrews is often attributed to Paul the Apostle, who has an extremely interesting conversion story. Paul was a very dedicated individual. He was extremely educated and intellectual, and he had complex and deep insight. As a young man, he was known as a strong adversary to Christians, and any Jew that professed to be a follower of Jesus was his enemy. Paul is oftentimes thought to be the author of Hebrews, although this is certainly of some discussion, and there is a viewpoint, and rightly so, that there could have been a different individual responsible for writing Hebrews. Either way, it doesn't change the truths contained in the book. However, for our discussion, we're going to go with Paul being the author. So, as a Jew, Paul had access and education and awareness over their written prophecies and traditions. The coming Messiah is a prophecy, but that's it. In God's incredible mercy, he allowed Jesus to appear to Paul in Paul's conversion. And here's an excerpt of Paul's own testimony that he was giving to King Agrippa about his conversion from Judaism into Christianity. Before Paul's conversion, he was known as Saul. And we'll go to Acts chapter 26 and read verses 14 through 18. And it starts out, And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise, and stand upon thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So, just to set the scene, Paul and his group of compatriots are traveling to Damascus on church business, and a bright light appears, and they all fell to the ground, and Paul is blinded by this bright light. And the rest of the people that were with him heard the loud voice as though it were like thundering 
loud and and Paul received this message, this order, and he was sent into Damascus at this point completely blinded, uh, literally in sight, and he was sent to to have been prayed over by one of the disciples or apostles that were there at Damascus and and then introduced to the the Christians whom he had just been persecuting and just been putting to death literally for teaching against the Jewish traditions and all men all Jews and Gentiles all women all children everybody we are all called to conversion and in Paul's own testimony which we read in other places he was maybe the least likely candidate for conversion he is the most you could say Jewish Jew that ever was a Jew that's what makes the words we are reading in Hebrews so impactful Paul is demonstrating to the whole world that he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt the words that he is writing to be true so if we are working with someone who seems to be hardened and perhaps not ready to convert well don't give up and if you're working through your own conversion story don't give up and while hebrews can be difficult to read and understand especially as here on this podcast we'll be using the king james version bible we'll be going through it together as an introduction to a lot of the concepts vocabulary and church jargon that is not really used or heard that often outside your church services and perhaps not so much these days in your church services anymore either so without further ado hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 god who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they for unto which of the angels said he at any time thou art my son this day have i begotten thee and again i will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son so let's pause here and talk about concepts first god it's worth noting that when discussing religious principles we need to have some common ground there is a god as people in our humanity we all know about time we experience beginnings and endings because our lives are bound by time we know together about existence because we are here 
I think therefore I am. Well, God does not have time. He created time. God does not have a beginning or end. God is the beginning and the end. How do we describe and coherently discuss something that we know nothing about? 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 25 mentions because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. It's a description about the overall character of God. I know this and my faith is able to accept this. The fact that I don't know and will never know the majesty of God. Some can't. Some get to the concept of God and stop. They give up. Their conversion story comes to a halt. When we are working with others and encouraging their faith, we need to start with common ground. First, God. God exists in God's way that we'll never understand. Then, Jesus Verse 5 of Hebrews chapter 1 is a reference or throwback to Psalms chapter 2 and Psalms chapter 86. These are prophetic documents proclaiming that God, Jehovah, is designating a son, an offspring. And then towards the end, not just an offspring, but an heir, such as an heir apparent to the throne. Again, for Paul to admit this is huge. Jesus, just existing, threatened the power and the might of the priesthood. And they weren't and still aren't having any of that. Then, Psalms 86, King David was prophesied as a type of Christ, a metaphor of what Christ would look like. Let's read it together, Psalms 89, 26, and 27. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also, I will make him my firstborn, higher than the kings of the earth. A type is a poetic representation of what is to come. We'll have many of these examples or metaphors that help create a beautiful symmetry between the Old and New Testament. So back to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels he saith, Who maketh his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Okay, let's discuss. Now we have a new entity. We're comparing the Son or first begotten, with angels. The Jewish tradition is to know of angels as agents of God, second in the hierarchy. But Paul says, actually, we'll need to adjust that hierarchy a bit and recognize there is an heir to the throne, a first begotten son, and the angels will worship the son and minister to his wants and desires. And that references Psalms chapter 104. Back to Hebrews 1, verses 8 
verses 8 and 9. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. So here we have more proof that Paul wasn't just making up his own religion. He referenced a powerful prophecy from Psalms 45, which references that the God of all gods, and the word there is Elohim, stated these words to the Messiah, thy throne. He granted him a position of royalty forever and ever, and gave him a scepter of righteousness. A scepter is a symbol of the highest possible office of royalty. Verses 10 through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Again, referencing Psalms 102. But in reference to the power of God's creative ability and the authority to appoint and to create any such system that would be pleasing to himself. And this is talking about the foundation of the earth, the heavens, the works of thine hands. They'll perish. They're not going to last forever. Because God created the system, nobody and nothing has the authority to challenge God, to call God unjust for creating such a system. And verses 13 and 14, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? And, of course, these are rhetorical questions because the answer is that none of the angels received the appointment of heir apparent. And also, none of the angels received the promise of salvation, which was the whole ultimate point of having a Messiah to begin with. And that will conclude Hebrews chapter 1. With that, we'll wrap up this podcast. It's been a pleasure, and we trust that you found the discussion both challenging and encouraging. Your feedback, discussion, questions, and comments are all welcome. If you have a biblical topic that you might want to discuss, or a prayer request, or just need someone to talk to, please email us at biblestudy at avondalecog.org, or on Instagram at avondalecog. And we'll be quick to pray for you, reach out to you with encouraging words, or even get in touch with you depending on your specific situation. As always, Thank you for listening and have a great day. We'll see you next time here at The Higher Calling.